0: Yeah, we back with a new episode. What's the broad street? You know that we best to show. Sam and Conway every single week. Blowing up the net, it's a goddamn treat. Ayy, Billy Sports Talk, by the fans, for the fans. Our producer Seamus G is the GOAT, man. Talking everything that go on here in Philly. Got the intro from my homie Meek Millay. Burning up the mic, yeah, we don't cap. Now hear the wolves, listen up, it's a wrap.
1: Philly! Hey.
0: Hello, everybody! Hello, Philadelphia! Welcome back once again to yet another edition of the Wolves of Broad Street podcast. As always, my name is Ryan Conway, and joining me here is my co-host and wartime consigliere Sam Glavin, and of course, you know we got our producer Seamus G behind the glass, pulling the strings, making everything happen for us on the technical side. Wow, it has been a whirlwind of a week since we last checked in with the audience. It's now 2021, and there's still some 2020 shit happening in this world of Philadelphia sports right now. Sam, is it not?
1: Do you, you could not be more on point with that. I mean, it's so hard to explain without just diving right into it.
0: Of course, as we always do, we, we're, we're going to open up with the Eagles. It'll be the last episode for a while, opening with the Eagles. Thank God, uh, because the season is officially over. Of course, we already knew we weren't making the playoffs, but we lost to the Washington football team in a rather interesting manner. We had like 10 healthy starters benched, yeah. but uh, we still sent Hertz out there uh, with some of the boys. And, uh, I mean, we made a game of it until something very interesting happened in the second (laughs) half when Doug just kind of was like – funniest part. Doug was just kind of like, screw it, I'm taking Jalen out and we're getting the sixth pick. Uh, And that's exactly (laughs) what
1: happens. (laughs) That was honestly so funny because if you look at it, if you look at the the roster, the dress roster for the start of the game, you know that that was the plan going in. Mm -hmm. They knew that they could lose – with those with that amount of players out and with Jalen Hurts as their starting quarterback still but the fact that the Washington football team still couldn't get it done like Doug had to make a game time decision to lose like I don't I don't understand why people aren't seeing it they were clearly going into the game with Miles Sanders out with all of the, like who else who else was out i can't remember Fletcher Cox everybody. was out like... everybody else so I, I just don't understand what people's beef is with Doug P. Pulling Jalen Hurts out when obviously the game plan was to lose the game. Mm-hmm. And people coming in with the arguments like, "Oh, if you're if you're planning on losing the game, just start Sudfeld or start Sudfeld in the in the second half or something." I you still have to get Jalen Hurts reps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you still yeah. have to get Jalen Hurts reps because he very well could be your game one starter next week or next year. Yeah. So it's it doesn't make sense. Nate Sudfeld is a bum. So, I mean, yes, he's, I not,
0: he's right. like, he's, he's not, he's not an NFL starting quarterback, but no, he is going into free age. Like there were reports going into this game days before the game even happened that Sudfeld would probably see some time. Mm-hmm. And of, uh, of course he, he did see some time of uh, Doug originally had said that he would see time in a, in a not close game in a blowout either way. But uh, this game was still very close. We had a chance to win. But people are saying, oh, Jalen Hurts was rolling. He was going to come out and catch a dub and lead the team to a comeback. And I was like, I get that this team is fighting to win. That's what you should do every every week. And, you know, that's a big Philly thing. Fight to win every week no matter what. And Jalen was doing that. But Jalen Hurts was also 7 of 20 Mm -hmm. for like under 100 yards, of course. 70-something. 70-something yards. And had a i believe it was a 24.9 quarterback rating yes worst quarterback rating posted by any eagle starter this season it was the worst quarterback performance out of any starter we've had and we've had some seriously bad performances out of carson wentz this year that people True. killed him for so this was a situation that we saw in miami tua was stinking it up they brought in Fitz to try and get the win and it actually worked mm-hmm it actually worked. In this situation, didn't work. Doesn't matter. We got the sixth pick.
1: I, I, honestly, I don't know what I don't know what everybody's beef is. Oh, the integrity of the game. You, whatever, dude. Like, tell that tell that to the Jets and the Jags. Like, they were tanking the whole season. Mm-hmm. They were tank. They were. They. Were, whatever happened to hashtag Tank for Trevor? Like, yeah. <laughs> and as soon and as soon as the Eagles lose one game on purpose to move up three picks, they want the everybody wants the Eagles on a silver platter on like. Their, their heads chopped off like what What the hell
0: uh, yeah it's ridiculous it makes no
1: sense it really it it really doesn't and what
0: what irritates me the most is the uh the approach that of course the national media always takes an anti-philadelphia stance yeah even dan orlovsky is going anti-philly which just shows how serious the vitriol is because he's usually a pretty pro philly guy yeah he's he one is. of our friendlies in the national media uh mm-hmm. but that was not the case at all and then also along with the National Media, just Giants fans and players and coaches, oh including gosh. head coach and Philly guy, Joe yeah. Judge, complaining no about the integrity of the guy. game. You're 100% right. He's no, he's no longer a Philly guy. I, <laughs> I didn't want to move on before I agreed with you because, yeah, his, his Philly guy card needs to be revoked. But on top of that, uh, just the idea that we stole the playoffs from the Giants, I find very
1: amusing. Because they stole it from themselves, to be honest with you, they won six games. <laughs> I can't believe that they. And I love all the memes that are going around, like that SpongeBob and Patrick meme that's going around. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, oh, so you're six and ten, and you expected them to make the playoffs. Like, what? Why is this our fault that you didn't make the playoffs? We were doing what's. If you, if the Giants were in the same situation, they would have done the exact same thing, and you cannot convince me otherwise. I don't want to hear this integrity of the game, P.S. If you had the chance to get – the the difference between the six and the nine pick is a second-rounder. I uh, If you're the – it's a no-brainer to lose that game. And the Giants will – if you want to make the playoffs, don't go six and ten. Yeah, they had
0: plenty oh, of opportunities. That? They had Daniel Jones trip and fall against us. Yeah. Uh, they had Evan Ingram with that horrendous drop that would have won them that Thursday night game. There were opportunities for them to – win the division and they totally blew it and it comes down to the last day of the season on a game between two division rivals and you really think we're going to try and help you out best we can and like eagles giants is one of the most storied rivalries in all the nfl obviously i am happy that they didn't win the division now it would have been a million times funnier if it happened to the cowboys as everybody has been saying on twitter because it's true
1: no doubt no doubt i mean i'm i'm just so glad that the Cowboys didn't make the playoffs. That's like the second thing on my list. Yeah. Um, piss at, Like getting the sixth pick was my, was first on my list. Second list was making sure that the giants or that the Cowboys didn't make the playoffs. So I'm super glad that they just did that on their own and we didn't even mm. have to do anything for it. So oh, um, no. yeah, I'm just, I'm excited. I have a feeling, I have a special feeling that we're going to get some giants fans in the, uh, in the waiting room here to, uh to call in and I can't wait to just end them.
0: Yeah, dude, I'm very excited to uh, just have some not so civil discourse with some woefully misguided individuals. Yes, whose views are colored by their allegiance to one of the injured parties. Granted, <laughs> our allegiance to you know the defendant in this case uh, may color our perception, but I don't think so. I think we're able to remain objective, and I think we're able to see this for what it is, which is just a massive overreaction. Due to the fact that this game was on Sunday night football and affected a major media market.
2: I think that's oh all gosh. there is to say.
1: I think that's you, all there is to you say. You think about that, that there you think there would have been this reaction if this was a one o'clock game? Absolutely not.
0: No. And, or like if we did this to say we were in the division with like, I don't know, the Titans, and then the Titans mm-hmm. missed out on winning a division with six wins, nobody would give a shit. No. But because it happened to the Giants, big blue, people are really yeah. pissed at Philly. And Whatever. I love I love it.
1: I have lo- I this is like the, the best Twitter that I've that I've had to to go through like the whole week it's so mm-hmm. so great and Thanks it's so been supplemented
0: Tuesday. it's been supplemented by the quality of the Sixers recently too which of course we're gonna get to later we're gonna get to later yes. and uh, before we keep talking birds uh, just the two of us we've got a caller in the waiting room we've got Ben from Mass returning for uh, yeah. for the second week in a row. Ben, can you hear us, buddy?
3: Yeah, what's going on,
0: Gentlemen. man? How's it hanging? Dude, pretty good. How about yourself? I can't complain. I can't complain. So I take it you uh, may or may not have been following this uh, Eagles-related controversy. Have you uh, oh, caught any wind of that? I mean, yeah.
3: listen, you know, I came in here last week. I made a lot of statements, but we have to get down to the facts here. And the fact oh, of the matter here is that I'm a diehard Eagles fan. I have been my whole <laughs> life. Okay? <laughs> So, obviously, I've been following this, you know.
0: Yeah, pretty closely.
3: Talk to me. What are your thoughts?
0: So, here's the thing about the that situation. I just think the yeah. Eagles – losing that game was a must, but pulling your Absolutely. starting quarterback in the third quarter was – it wasn't particularly artful, wouldn't you agree?
3: Well, yeah. I mean, but artful aside, it had to be done. I mean, Jalen Hurts, he's too fucking good. He's way too good. He would have won that game <laughs> on his own. You know? And I've been saying this for weeks now. Jalen Hurts is the future of this Eagles team. You know, mm. Carson Wentz, he's clearly on the way to retirement. Uh, <laughs> Jalen Hurts, future of the franchise. And, uh, you know, you just you just got to pull him at that point. He's getting fired up. He's ready to win the game basically on his own. Yeah. So, it, so had to be done. it had to be done.
1: Ben, let me ask you this question. Um, Jalen Hurts was uh, 7 of 20 for under – under eighty yards in the uh, in his time as quarterback for that game, uh, do you, do you still think that he's the uh, the? Fra- are you ready to give him the keys to the franchise?
3: Dude, yeah, I mean he's a fourth quarter man. Obviously, we've seen it all season. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fair he enough. Was
3: getting ready to fill in the coffin. He was he was winding up, and you know what Doug said he saw the wind up, and he was like, nope. You gotta come out of there,
0: unfortunately. <laughs> you out of there. Yeah. That's uh that's a, that's an interesting take. We'll see. We'll see what the rest of the callers have to say. Ben, thank you for calling in, man. Yeah, Great we, to hear from you. Yeah, and, uh, of course. go birds. God
3: yeah, bless. go birds, baby. I'll see you boys.
1: <laughs> well, here's so I just just the size of the crib. Quick, just want to make a quick <laughs> comment on that, uh on his Jalen Hurts comment. Um I don't know how so many people are just ready to give him the keys to the franchise, especially since he's been on a downward trend since that first game that he lit it up. Um, Yes. He's a rookie. He's a rookie. Um, And I'm, I'm glad that I'm actually seeing flashes of a rookie because I would think that it was too good to be true to it for it to, for him to like, just show up like that first game and just do that all the time. So I'm glad to see that this is actually like, he's actually a rookie and that there's something that we can build on. I'd rather to be, I don't know if you, I don't know if this makes sense, but I would rather see flashes of greatness rather than just greatness all at once from a, from a first year quarterback. Do you know what I mean? Like, cause, mm-hmm. cause then there's something that you can like something you can build off of I'm because then people are just going to want to give them the keys to the franchise right away. You know, mm-hmm. does that make any sense? I don't know. Whatever. Yeah,
0: no. Yeah, dude. I'm with you hundred percent. Like part of why I think people are really excited about Jalen hurts is because obviously there's this new mold of quarterback that's becoming more and more popular in the NFL with guys like Kyler Murray and guys like Russell Wilson and uh, Deshaun Watson and guys like that, who yeah, Jalen hurts. I mean, he's got an arm. He can throw a spiral. Like he's not a run first quarterback, but he is a guy that can be a pocket passer. If he wants to, he -hmm. goes through his reads and then can still make plays with his legs to a higher degree than maybe a Carson Wentz or a young Ben Roethlisberger who he's been compared to a lot. So even though Carson is, a pretty mobile guy mm-hmm. still Jalen hurts excites people with that kind of athleticism. Yeah. And I think that's a, that's a reason why people are so excited to have him here because even though he's not amazing all the time, like say a Deshaun Watson, a Kyler Murray, or uh, Russell Wilson mm-hmm. uh, at that level quite yet, they, people see flashes and that's yeah. the kind of guy that they want on our
1: team. I told, I I'm in complete agreement with you, man. I think that um, Carson, I think that Carson Wentz and Jalen hurts are a different kind of mobile you know, Carson Wentz is a, scramb- he's a scrambler, but he's, he's not as much of a, you know, like run for a first down himself kind of, mm-hmm. which he, I mean, he does, but like, he's not, not as much as Jalen Hurts does and not to the, not to the effect that Jalen Hurts does either. So I think that that's something that people get excited about a lot and it helps, it helps mm-hmm. to have a mobile court. It makes, makes defenses on, get uh, put on their heels and whatnot and mm-hmm. Obviously, one of the big concerns going into his to the start of his career for Jalen Hurts was that he might not be able to throw the ball as well. But he totally has proven that. I mean, he throws a throws a great ball. He's got some zip. I mean, he can he can float one in there if you need to. He looks he looks great. There's definitely some things he's got to polish up. No question about it. He needs to hold on to the football. Mm -hmm. No Uh, doubt. He just honestly he just needs to take more snaps, and he needs because interceptions will decrease with game time with snaps in in game turnovers will decrease in practice like or, i mean fumbles will decrease in practice you can do drills for like fumbles and stuff mm-hmm. it's hard to work on not inter- throwing an interception in practice when you're going up against like a practice squad or something so yeah, like, you got to get exp- you just got to get experience in the field mm-hmm.
0: you're very right about that we got two people on hold in the in the waiting room first up we got the homie Max. Can you hear me, dog? Yes, can you hear me?
2: Uh, yeah, how's it hanging, buddy? I'm doing well. I'm, I'm a concerned caller. I don't understand how the 76ers are in first place. It makes no sense.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me either. Uh, this season has been just a blast
2: to watch. What's the record? I'm adding schedule. It's 3-4.
4: 6-1? Yeah, they
2: six are 6-1. Six how do you explain mm-hmm. that? Uh, just
0: quality shots from specifically right now in the past week, Tobias Harris and Seth Curry, two of the top Mm -hmm. four three point shooters in the league right
1: now. It's been, it's been everything that we've been asking for for the past three years.
0: Yeah. It finally, we have
1: the big, we have the big man in Joel Embiid and now we have the spacing and the ability to shoot the outside shot, which we had zero ability to do in the past. And Mm -hmm. you know what? It works. It's amazing it. how that it's amazing how that works, isn't it? You know, yes yeah. you, you get a GM in there that knows what he's doing. He fixed that team in an hour. In an <laughs>
2: hour. So and you're giving the GM credit. You're not giving too much to Papa doc. Oh, Here's
0: I a, mean,
1: yeah. Go ahead, Ryan. Go on.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're yeah, I mean, Doc is the Tobias Harris whisperer. Correct. He, you know, orchestrated and was involved in uh, Tobias's greatest career numbers uh, as a player when he was with the Clippers, that got our attention and got us to trade for him in the first place. So now we got Doc in here. I really do think that he has done wonders for the culture, and also just the offensive game planning is just so much better than Brett Brown's. Which you so know, I was uh,
2: yeah. I haven't watched too much of the sick. I'm a Knicks fan, so I'm very excited about a fit. I'm very sorry. Right now. Yes, no, it's, you know, it's it's going to feel that much better when things work out, right? So I sure, remember yeah. young Tobias Harris was always used as a yeah. four. But now when I saw him in the playoffs last year, they had him in a three kind of swingman role. Are they still mm-hmm. using him like that? And do you think that's his best place moving forward?
0: Yeah, yeah, they definitely got him more as a swingman. Obviously, we, we have a lot of length in the lineup. So he we can kind of play him all over the place, which is really nice. Uh, yeah. Complimenting him, we got Seth Curry and Danny Green. So Tobias kind of acting as a hybrid three, four, maybe even a stretch four at times. I think that's the best way to unlock his athletic abilities, but especially now with his improved shooting, he can just kind of post up in the corner and chuck threes without conscience, which
2: is amazing. No. So, I'm I i do not want to bring up the NFC East too much, but I am curious. I remember I think it was 2008. You had this eight and eight Giants. I think they were a wild card team though that year. Ultimately, take on the I think 18 and 0 Patriots after they won a couple playoff games mm-hmm. and took them down. Do you see any progress for the football team this uh, this postseason?
0: I think they're going to give the Bucks a little bit of trouble just with their defensive front. They have so their much talent. Is sick. Like, if they can get Tom Brady rattled, which is tough to do, but if they mm-hmm. can get to him, he's old, his legs, you know, his – I mean, Tom Brady hasn't had legs since he was, like, 25. So, now that he's 43, if, he, if, if you can get to him and fuck him up, then anything can happen. I also Chase
1: believe that uh, Mike Evans is out.
0: He is, oh, wow. I think. Yeah, he had a little hyperextension. Mm-hmm. He's a been nice, a non-issue this season, though. He's, he's really yeah. been a non-issue.
1: All right, Max, thanks hey, for calling man. in, buddy good call good well rounded call i like good well rounded um, call indeed I he he's he my former co-host uh, of look uh, at you. of the midnight shift back at colby college nice <laughs> mm-hmm. good stuff yeah we're going to be starting up the uh, the speak of the devils podcast soon enough
0: very exciting uh, very exciting yeah. stuff
1: so a lot to unpack there with the with the sixers
0: talk we had so we are going to save that a little for a little bit later and we have another caller Mm-hmm. We've got David from, uh, from Parts Unknown calling in. I'm sure ecstatic to talk Eagles and Sixers. Anything you throw at this kid, he can handle it. Demich, how's it hanging, buddy?
2: How are you guys doing? Happy New
0: Year. Good to talk to you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, New Year to bud. back on the program. So the question of the day, Demich, how do you feel about Dougie P yanking Jalen Hurts to essentially throw a football game on national television?
2: Oof. <laughs> it was, it was not, it was not, you know, it's not against the rules. It's tanking. <laughs> we saw the Sixers do it for a long time, but here they are now. So you can't hit on it. And at the end of the day, it's not necessarily a decision to, to like look at other players that I would have hated if that was the case. But I mean, JJ Ortega Whiteside was out there and catching balls, and we had. We had a bunch of rookies in the secondary and all on our defense. Like, this was Mm -hmm. not just the typical that everyone is explaining away as far as him looking at other talent that's on the team. Nate Sudfeld is not, there's nothing to be looked at. So it was just absolutely ridiculous and uh, an absolute, absolutely him just playing to blow the game. And no respect (laughs) uh, to then. Does that bother you? Oh, yeah. Not really. Like, I wanted to pick. What bothers me is afterwards. Yeah, of course we were coaching to win. Of course we wanted to see Nate Sudfeld. It's just like that's a lie. That's just that's just a backhanded slap to the. the, the I get it. I get it. Say that, and that's just yeah.
1: Here's my here's my whole my whole thing. I gave it. I gave a whole spiel that you'll hear on the on the actual podcast when it comes out. But I'll give you a little piece of it right now. My whole thing was that they went into the game. I did see the Wentz jersey. I appreciate that. My my whole thing with. The uh, with the loss on Sunday was that they were obviously going for the loss at the beginning of the game when the roster came out. As soon as they started to uh, win with Jalen Hurts, had to make a game time decision and get that six overall pick. So mm-hmm. it was a one that's...
2: possession game. It was crazy. It was crazy. It was so I'm fun. curious what you guys thought about the Carson decision though, and whose decision you thought think that was. Whether it was Carson just being F, like "f you guys" or if it was Doug saying. Carson saying he doesn't want to speak in the media media. saying saying he doesn't want to doesn't want to play for Philadelphia oh yeah
0: no yeah that's that whole thing we're gonna go into it after we get off the call but I will let you know this I don't blame him at all I don't blame him whatsoever I totally get where he's coming from Mm -hmm. and I don't support the move because I love Carson and I want him to be our quarterback but at the same time, why, why would he want to stay? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't yeah, blame I don't you're... blame him in the slightest. I mean, if, if you finally got out of the the guy that won you your super bowl shadow, and then the very next year had a quarterback drafted in the second round, how would you feel? Like he's, My I've bad. been saying it for forever now. So like mm-hmm. we haven't done anything for Carson wins. We haven't built a team. We haven't built a team around him. And by we, I mean, Howie Roseman because fuck that guy. Um, <laughs> I um yeah I I think that Carson Wentz should ask for a trade. I think it's what's best for his career, and I'm a big Carson guy. And you know what? We're just gonna have to make do with Jalen Hurts, which is which I'm fine That's with true. as well. It's not for me. It's never been Carson or Jalen Hurts. Carson or Jalen Hurts. It's always been about the Eagles. Mm-hmm. That's it. I'm not what I like to see Wentz. What su- I like to see Wentz succeed in Philly. Obviously, if he can't, if he can't bring us another championship see ya like that's that's it next guy up Mm -hmm. that's all no doubt all
0: right demish thanks for calling in buddy
2: absolutely great to talk to you guys have a good one peace out peace
0: so ladies and gentlemen that was david from parts unknown and uh, you know we got a treat we have an absolute treat we have another caller this is amazing this is fantastic we have craig the prince of port richmond hey dad how's it going
5: hey ryan how are you guys doing? Can't complain. Doing great.
0: Doing great. So, you, Sam. Dad, what's on your mind right now in the world of Philadelphia sports?
5: Well, I, I don't know where to start. I'll start with I guess start with the worst and go to the best. Um, Do Go with that.
0: That's what we've been doing this episode. So
5: quickly quickly with the Eagles, um, I don't want to talk about Hanky Gate <laughs> where <laughs> Doug Peterson and, and is playing the roles and of Sam Hanky and Tanking in the last regular season game of the year i guess i can't blame them but the way they did it some are saying that belichick did that all year this year to get draft picks and uh it's a little bit of a thing that's going on that i've been following but uh you know i just just discussed it with the total the, the eagle season front to back sorry sorry to see people like Ertz probably go this you know at the end of the season now and and you know what's going to happen with carson i don't know i'm just totally disgusted and I, I can't even get excited about watching the playoffs basketball I'm really excited about. You know, I can walk through the whole roster and and be excited about the roster. I mean, <laughs> seven players in uh, double figures uh, last game. I know they're only playing Charlotte, but defensive ratings at top in the N- NBA. They're all playing a role, to, you know, they're all pressing the ball. You know, Maxi even was playing great D and, and and he's stronger than I thought he was. I thought he was going to I love be soft. that kid. I love and, that kid. Uh, just a couple plays to see this look really good. You know, I, I don't know what was going on with Ben at the beginning of the game. Like, like he shaking the ball one on three and he just couldn't, like his his approach to the basket was kind of a mess. But other than that, the game was just totally positive, right? And B yeah, didn't even great. have to work hard and it impacts his stats a little bit. When the scrubs came in for the fourth quarter, he really didn't play the whole game. And it's nice they had a little bit of rest. And I'm looking forward to see how they play against better teams. And this next week against, uh, whether they're playing Wizards, they're playing Denver. We've got there's some talent on the Nets as well. There's some talent coming in. We'll see how their defense holds up against these guys.
0: It is very exciting. It was kind of out of nowhere, like based on like from where we were when we from the Celtics sweep until now is just completely different. It's uh, it's crazy how much Daryl Morey changed things. It's amazing. You
5: have you have a new coach. Let's the players play. There seems to be a little more, more motion to the offense. Like I could forget about the Eagles now, focus on on the Sixers. So. Yeah, Do you have weird. any questions for me, guys? I think you want to know. Questions from right the now? Or, from the Oracle. From the, or- <laughs> from the or- <laughs> Oracle. <laughs>
0: I'm good. How, how much better can this team get?
5: So they they haven't been together that long. I I don't know. I don't. I just I don't want to be too excited about it.
0: Uh, yeah, I feel you.
5: But <laughs> You know, they're, they're, they the sky's the limit. Um, I think they could match up with anybody in, in the Western Conference. So I think they could beat the Clippers, and I think they could beat the Lakers. S- seven well, games, it's going to be that tough.
1: sounds like oh. a championship to me. You heard it here first, <laughs> folks. <No. laughs> I,
5: I, yeah, can they beat them in seven? Can they beat him as uh, best of seven? That's that's where it comes in. And
0: all right, thanks for calling in, Dad. Great to hear from hey, you. Get your expertise.
5: I learn from you guys every week. All right,
1: oh, take care. Oh, shy, wow. Man. That's just the highest <laughs> praise you could ever get.
5: All right. Appreciate not to do, it. Nothing to do about sports, just about life. All right. Yeah, all, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all
1: right. All right. right, by that. One thing that, uh, that I want to quick comment on before we hop on to the next caller, if we if we got one on the line. We do, um, we do. <laughs> he, said, he said something about the Patriots doing the tank job and whatnot. And uh, you know what? When I look back at the Eagles game and everybody, we get all this vitriol and stuff from the national media and stuff. If Bill Belichick would have done something like that, he's a freaking genius. But instead, it's the Philadelphia Eagles and we're yeah. assholes. So mm-hmm. it's that's ridiculous. All. That's it's all. It's ridiculous.
0: All right. We have Zachary calling in to the Wolves of Broad Street podcast coming into the meeting now. Zachary, how's it going, buddy?
6: It's going,
3: it's going good.
1: How are you? can't complain in my in my notes here it says that you are a Giants fan and um I just wanted to ask you if you wanted to share your feelings about what happened on Sunday as one of our only Giants callers
6: um well that's correct uh and I feel that uh what the Eagles did specifically Doug Peterson it was soft it was it was a terrible move and that is not because the giants missed the playoffs like I, you can't be mad that a team missed the playoffs at 6 and 10 you just can't there's no excuse like uh, nobody in the NFC East should have made it however i i believe that what Doug Peterson did specifically was just terrible it was disrespectful to all the people that that uh that opted in to the covid season who haven't weren't able to see their their families he just threw the game like uh, that's totally disrespectful to those players players who risked... The, they injured themselves, career altering injury, Saquon, Nick Bowe's, like all these players, ACL playing for this season for it to just be like thrown out because of Doug Peterson. Also letting your division rivals win the division in your home field. It, it was just terrible. Like, like imagine, imagine what would happen. You would that, that reaction would not happen if fans were in attendance. Oh, not he at all. You would gotten booed <laughs> out of that field. No. Exactly.
1: That much that we can agree on. That that, that much we can agree on. So here's my here's my whole thing um, about uh, Doug Peterson. Your, your Doug Peterson comment specifically. I don't think that that came from Doug Peterson in the slightest. I think that that came straight down from Jeffrey Lurie, Howie Roseman into into the uh, into the game plan for Doug Peterson to to call out for that game. Um, now the way that Doug Peterson went about it, I think was fine. I mean, I get, I get why people are are upset that they pulled Jalen hurts out uh, before the fourth quarter and put in Nate Sudfeld. I get that that might uh, piss off a few players here and there, but at the end of the day, the game plan was to, uh, was to lose and was to, um, make sure that the organization had what they needed for the, uh, for the future. And my whole thing is that the six, a six pick in the draft versus the nine pick in the draft is, is, is huge. It's huge. So, um, and if you look at the game, like if you look at like the pregame plan or whatever or the pregame roster, you'll see that almost all like a bunch of the starters are are listed as inactive. You know, I mean, you have My- Miles Sanders, Fletcher Cox, all, both, both, both inactive. So the plan going into the game was to lose. Um, and Jalen Hurts, I guess, I, I think they just needed to I- they needed him to, to play enough snaps so that they could continue to give him reps just be, solely because he there's a good chance that he's going to be the number one
6: quarterback for the Eagles next season. So that's, uh, that's my thoughts. I, 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 totally see that. And I, I don't disagree with tanking. I think it's, it's very smart. I think organizational tanking is, is genius. Like the jets, they, they just, they just sucked and they had a terrible coach and they kept the coach knowing they were going to lose uh, the Sixers. They didn't. It wasn't that they just threw the games. They just had a poor team that that they couldn't keep up with all the other teams. There's nothing wrong with that. It, it, it's smart, and the leagues, whatever they catch up on that, whatever. However, uh, what 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 difference is the sixth to the ninth pick gonna make in a super deep draft with Howie Roseman still as you uh, uh, picking yeah. for you? It, it makes <laughs> no difference. It makes no difference. Uh, uh, DK passed on Justin Jefferson. Passed on. He's had a history of just terrible draft picks. And, and it's not even like, oh, well, we drafted Miles Sanders before DK. DK, you could have had both. You easily could have had both. And he just, <laughs> he just passed on him. And just, same with J- Jalen Rieger. For, instead, of, instead of Justin Jefferson, you, you, like, for speed. And what does that do? 356 yards and a touchdown? Like, it, this, yeah. the difference between six and nine would make no difference makes no difference because he is the one drafting for you. And if you're looking for a wide receiver, you have three great wide receivers available that you can't mess up on with Waddle, Smith and chase, Like you can't mess up with those. So it's like, uh, you're getting either one of those three, but you're also, you have the satisfaction of keeping them out of the playoffs and it it may not have been Doug Peterson, but Doug Peterson is going to be the fall guy and Doug Peterson probably lost the respect of his locker room um before doing that and it's not going to get any better because now you're, you're probably going to lose hurts you're definitely going to lose wentz for what you drafted you drafted wentz second to so then draft hurts and then not give Hertz the reps to prove himself in a do or die game where he can that prove himself in sense. the fourth quarter and come back and be like wow this kid is special this is our mm-hmm. future but you take him out for Sudfeld, and it's like, it's like okay, you want Sudfeld to get reps. But make that the game plan. Be transparent with your players. Be like, okay, we'll take Hurts out at halftime, and we'll give Sudfeld the second half. But it's like, it, 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 he's going to be the fall guy, and the, the Eagles organization is just in shambles because you don't have cap space. You still have Rosen drafting for you. Uh, Doug Peterson, a Super Bowl head coach who's a great head coach, is now going to be the fall guy, and the locker room is not going to be behind him. So it's like, what do you what do you do now? You have you have three you have three spots higher in the draft. What be? What is that going to do? Now that you like you've lost the morale, you've lost probably your Super Bowl head coach, you've lost your your top tight end, your former first round pick like Kelsey. Like, well, where where does where does where do the Eagles go? Not like, oh yeah, we made we got the sixth pick instead of the ninth.
0: That's a see see you make a lot of good points, and that's a very good question. And uh, thank you for coming on the show and calling in. Uh, The one thing I will say before we let you go is that the Eagles with the sixth pick, you're right. That three pick difference is not that big. Obviously, it provides us more options. But you know, Sam and I will agree with you that we don't. We're not in love with the front office. Just not like it's been that way for a couple years now, and 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 this is just hopefully. All I care about is hopefully, honestly, maybe Howie fucks up this pick. Probably takes the pac twelve Offensive Player of the Year,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, and then that him loses him his job yeah, because you know so he's far. been missing on mid mid to first round, mid to like late first round picks. Now with the top pick, if Howie if Howie fucks up the six, if you fuck up the six, oh he's pick, gone, he's, he's got to go. He's so totally got to go. Yeah. This is that little sliver of hope that we have. Zach, thanks for calling in, buddy. Thanks
6: for having me. Appreciate Absolutely. it, Absolutely. See you.
1: Yeah, that was a very level-headed conversation with a Giants fan. I yeah, uh, I was, I was yeah. very happy with how that went. Um, yeah. One thing that I um, that I do want to say uh, before we hop on to the next caller is that I think that this difference between the sixth and the nine pick is massive, just because we can take whoever we want pretty much, and it gives Howie so much more breathing room to to make a to make. Hopefully the right decision. I think it mm-hmm. just ups. It just, it just ups options. the chances. It just mm-hmm. ups the chances for Howie not to screw it up, which is exactly what we need. So mm-hmm. um, hopefully Zach listens to this and he uh, and he understands where I'm coming from in that mm-hmm. set. But uh, then that was that was that was good. You know, had a, a, a nice yeah. dialogue dialogue with uh, with a Giants fan.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, never something I expected. No, uh, to have a civil conversation with a Giants fan. He made some good points. He made some good he points, did. and I don't. He made. But, I don't think he let his emotions get the better of him because his team is the playoffs. And that's why I respect that call. Because if he was out here just throwing slander, he would have gotten the hook. But he... Yes. And he would have wound up... Guess where he would have wound up, Sam? Where? In the doghouse. Mm -hmm. Brought to you by Wide Plank Floor Supply. Visit their website at www.wideplankfloorsupply.com. Get a recommendation for a contractor. Get a quote. Wide Plank Floor Supply. If it's wide, they've got it. Sam, in the doghouse this week, who you got? Uh, in the doghouse
1: this week, I have uh, Seth Joyner, Seth Joyner uh, former proceed. former Eagles uh, star. I think uh, he, he came out maybe five minutes after the game on the, uh, on the, the other post-game show for uh, WIP, and um, he proceeded to rip the Eagles and Doug Peterson for, uh, for tanking that game, the way they did. Um, he said, uh, I, that he was never more ashamed to be a part of the Eagles organization. Like, come on. Like you, you sound like such a boomer. Like just take your six pick with a side of Devonte Smith and get, and get out of here and then get, stay in the, the doghouse. Yeah. <laughs> mm. That's it. That's all. Yeah,
0: I mean, we could have a whole episode talking about this, this, this yeah. thing in the fallout. And, uh, We're going to continue doing it because in my doghouse, I just have the entirety of Giants Twitter from the players to the fans to the coaching staff. Either they were tweeting it or they appeared on Twitter uh, through some other means, basically bitching and moaning that the Eagles are why they didn't make the playoffs. And as our Giants caller earlier, Zach, astutely pointed out, can't blame a team for losing a game and you not making the playoffs if you're 6-10. and
1: Exactly.
0: So exactly. The Eagles one year were ten and six and got screwed out of a playoff spot. Correct. But correct. six and ten, you're not getting screwed out of anything. You screwed yourself the minute you started playing bad football. Same way we screwed ourselves the minute we started playing bad football. Yep, it's
1: the way it goes. It's as simple as that. I mean, I, I'm, I'm happy that there are angry Giants fans out there. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it's just, it's so annoying that you know they expect it to just be given to them by someone like in the fate of another team's game. You know, like it's, Mm-mm. it makes no, it makes no sense to me. Would we be doing the same thing though? If we if we, ha- if that happened to us though, I think, I think we'd I be pretty know. pissed. I
0: hate this Eagles roster so much. And I hate this team so much right now yeah. that like, I feel, I would have been like, good, you don't deserve to make the fucking playoffs. I mean, I, yeah. that's easy for me to say here and in, in, in this situation, because mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like, you don't really know. Like everybody say, Oh yeah, do this. And it's like, you don't really know until you're in that situation exactly we weren't they were which sucks for them So get rock giants especially giants twitter stay out of our like philly twitter they come to philly twitter and they start shit and then they just get molly whopped always lose always yeah it like just in public which i just think it's like you'd made a choice just to immediately fail and i Mm -hmm. I just find that to be an odd choice all right that's going to do it for the doghouse brought to you by wide playing floor supply Visit their website at www.wideplankfloorsupply.com. Get a recommendation for a contractor. Get a quote. It's so easy. And the planks are beautiful. You get the highest quality planks at the widest prices. I don't even know what that would be. but (laughs) (laughs) The highest quality wide planks at the best prices. Wide plank floor supply. If it's wide, they've got it. Big shout out to our sponsor, Wide Plank Floor Supply. And we're going to take a short break. And coming right out of the doghouse, we're back to the phones. The the lines are lighting up tonight. This is probably our best turnout ever for callers. I'm absolutely yes. loving it. And right now we got
1: Andrew from where is he from? He's from New York or New Jersey, sorry. We got Andrew from Jersey, another Giants fan calling in. This is the man known as a uh, highlighter. Highlighter, Uh-oh. what's going on, buddy? How are we doing freaking great now that we have the sixth pick in the draft? not going to (laughs) lie. I love the fact that the Eagles took the L move up a couple spots in the, there's a lot of vitriol going on that we've been receiving as Philadelphia fans. And as uh, Doug Peterson is the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I think unjustly just because I think that they got to do whatever is best for the organization. What do you think as a, as a giants fan who missed the playoffs uh, not because of the Eagles, but because you were 6-10. and 10. What are you thinking?
7: All right, well, let me start off by telling you the uh, top 10 reasons why the Philadelphia Eagles are the most disgraceful football team in the NFL. All
1: right, all right, let me <laughs> have
7: it. Not only to their city, but to the country as a whole. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. As a Giants fan, clearly I was uh, upset by their uh, actions <laughs> on Sunday. Yeah. Um, I think that they were in the they were clearly in the game. Uh, mm-hmm. I texted a couple of people this after the game it's like the worst I've ever seen a football team play and still win the game. That was the football team like yeah. this fumbling, throwing <laughs> interceptions <laughs> like they were doing everything they could to try and lose that game.
1: Exactly, uh, exactly. Here's the thing. So uh, the Eagles going into the game showed that they were going to try and lose like on purpose because one the game the game didn't matter and you lose you keep, you potentially keep Dallas but out of the playoffs. Narrative. Yes, exactly. And then it, um, which, which is all that matters. Um, <laughs> and then two, we, we move up in the draft. So when the, when the roster came out, most of our starters were sitting pretty much everybody besides Jalen Hurts, you know, Miles Sanders was out, Fletcher Cox was out all, all, all those guys. So going into the game, that was clearly the game plan. And so when the football team just decided to not show up when they had playoff implications, Doug had to, Doug P had to make a, make a game time call and pull Jalen Hurts to get that six overall pick. And I don't have, I don't have any problem with that.
7: See, the reason I just, I don't know. I think as an Eagles fan, I would be a little bit upset because uh, I don't know. It just showed that they weren't trying to win. Uh, I think there's a lot of, I don't know. People always say like, let's tank for a draft pick. But if you look at like past drafts, like difference between six and nine, like, isn't really anything like, you can't predict how good a person's going to be. You can never predict going into the draft this year, especially is probably going to be one of the most unpredictable drafts. Like, I don't know how scouts have been doing their thing. I don't know like how much they've been able to see of all their players and everything, but like, you can also name names of players that go undrafted like James Robinson. He lit up the league this year. Uh, I think, I don't know, going in with that mentality, it's sort of, I don't know, disheart- disheartening to the franchise a whole, as a whole, uh, the giants last year they were sort of in the same position like chase young could have been a giant this year uh if they had just tanked uh when they needed to because there was no playoff aspirations or anything we were like already ruled out um Mm. but i don't know i i feel like there's a certain respect and dignity uh in the organization that they tried their hardest and i think the players themselves like it's uh they gotta show what they they have and then uh in terms of like jalen hurts and uh was it Nathan Sudfeld?
1: Yeah, Nate, Nate Sudfeld. Sudfeld. yeah.
7: Yeah, I just feel like that wasn't the smartest move for the organization as a whole because, <laughs> I mean, if – I don't know. Jalen Hurts has played what, like four games, three games?
1: Uh, I think it's three and a half or four and a half. I can't remember totally. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. It's not good.
7: Yeah, I, I mean, like, with Carson Wentz this offseason, like – what are they doing? Are they moving forward with Jalen Hurts? Are they uh, trading Carson Wentz? Like, wouldn't they want to see as much of their starter as possible? I mean, yeah. I don't know. With, with like, Jamar Jackson last season, like, he lit it up and, like, everyone just thought, oh, the Ravens are fine for forever. And, like, this year he was just nothing compared to that. It's like, even with a full season of seeing him, like, you can't tell. Like, I would imagine that the Eagles would want to see as much of Jalen Hurts as possible. But I don't know. Yeah. All speculative.
1: Yeah.
0: Making some good points, Andrew. Thank you so much for calling in, man. Very level headed Giants yeah, fan. Yeah, I don't know what that it I is appreciate with
1: these Giants fans. Yeah.
0: I, I really appreciate it because Twitter has yeah, not been do. the same.
7: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I will say, I mean, the Giants being like as they are, uh, <laughs> being all upset about the playoffs when you go like, <laughs> well, you go, six and ten. Yeah. I'm- yeah. Did we deserve to make the playoffs? No, but nobody did. It, it didn't <laughs> have that chance ripped away from us. I will say that. <laughs> yeah, man. All right. All right
5: thanks, thanks for calling buddy. it,
7: buddy. Yeah, have a good one. Peace out.
1: I don't know what it is with these level-headed Giants fans, man. This is not I, what I was expecting. This is not, I, was ready. I, put, I was ready. I had all the arguments ready in my head. I did yeah, more prep than I did for any other episode just because I knew we were going to have some Giants fans calling in. I wanted to be – as prepared as possible to kick some Giants fans' ass, mm. but it just didn't. I didn't need to. It was it just didn't
0: materialize. <laughs> so yeah, we've we've talked a lot of birds. Uh, honestly, I feel like the conversation is not done yet, but we don't want to keep you guys <laughs> listening for too long. I, I I know how bad my attention span is, so we're gonna go ahead revisit those topics next week. Of course, the Carson Wentz rumors are always going to be swirling. And right now, we're going to focus on the positives, much like my dad did when he called in. He started with the bad, went to the positive. We started with the bad, and now we're going to the Mm -hmm. positive. With the Philadelphia 76ers, who have their best start in God knows how long. Yeah. I, early on, seeing this team, especially with that loss to Cleveland, and uh, us letting the Wizards back in a little bit. I was not blown away like I am now because I was like, this is going to take a month or two for the guys really to gel and the offense to really start to take shape. And that has completely changed in a matter of a week with Tobias Harris <laughs> and Seth Curry going crazy. Tobias Harris last week when we went 3-0 and he won Eastern Conference Player of the Week, 23 points, 9.7 rebounds. I'll just give him 10. 23 points, 10 rebounds. And four assists, right? Playing a three, four swingman kind of role. Like, that's mm-hmm. ridiculous. That's exactly what we need from him. That is exact when yeah. you're the leading scorer on a top three team. Top th- this is a top three team in the NBA right now, based on a number of power rankings that I've checked. Being like that makes me feel so much better about still having him because he's improved so much post Twitter slander. And yeah. now this team is finally clobbering. Lottery teams, teams towards the bottom of the standings that we'd always let back in in the third and fourth quarter. True. when we'd have 15, 20 points, point leads on the road. Now we're just taking their soul. There is no yep. quit in this team from one through 12 on the bench. Even the guys that don't play are up, hyped for this team. This is something special right now. I, I, yeah. I know it's early and I yeah. know things change, but I am – Incredibly impressed with what I've seen so far.
1: I I I agree, man. I'm glad you're excited. I'm I'm so happy for you. This is your squad, man. Like this is your this is like if this was the Phillies, I'd be doing the same. I'd be doing the same damn thing, you know. So the bench has made such a big difference in every aspect of the game it's why they it's why we're not letting teams back into the games like why we're not letting lottery teams back into games it's why you know we can get we can give Joel Embiid a rest because Dwight Howard's been playing and he's been playing well um Ben Simmons can take a rest because Shake Milton's coming in Tyrese Maxey Matisse Thibault, whatnot it's just such a great bench and it's a young bench too minus Mm -hmm. Dwight Howard obviously so that's what I've been most impressed with thus far, and that's what I thought that they have lacked in the past other than outside shooting from the three-point range, which obviously they have this year. It's just so crazy to me how Daryl Morey just fixed this team in an hour. Like – It's cr- – yeah. <laughs> I, I can't – like I cannot – and don't get me wrong, I love what Dave Dombrowski's doing so, so far. This is a, this definitely a slower-paced type deal with Dombrowski. But, I mean, Daryl, you, you can't – you can't not love – Daryl Morey, man, or whatever he's been doing with the with this Sixers team, um, I think a lot of these uh, wins you have to credit Doc Rivers as well. Mm-hmm. Doc Rivers has been phenomenal. He's been, as you said before, the Toby Whisper, the Tobias Harris Whisper, uh, because he had his best years under Doc Rivers at uh in Los Angeles. It's 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 fun to watch again, man. It's it's fun to watch again. That's really. Comes to the Sixers uh, I'm not as big a basketball guy as Ryan is um, but I've I've thoroughly enjoyed watching the Sixers games yeah. so far this year uh, way more than any of the Eagles games
0: 100% it doesn't matter which because even our four wins sucked when it comes to the birds with these with these Sixers man holy cow I mean mm-hmm. that game Saturday night was it against the Hornets on on the road we yes. went on like an 18 and 0 run or something in mm-hmm. the first quarter in the, just in the every of the game. shot was falling Everything nuts, and it shows in the stats. I mean, Tobias Harris is hitting threes at an alarming rate. It's crazy, and Seth Curry, Seth Curry's even better. He's hitting fifty
1: four percent of his threes right now. Mm-hmm. Fifty four, best in the league. Yeah. Tobias is I'm fourth so, in the league. Uh, I'm so glad that we have the better Curry on our team.
0: I will not accept (laughs) Steph Curry slander on this podcast. (laughs) Why? Because he dropped. We pissed him off so much. Uh, The collective sports world pissed off Steph Curry so much he had to go drop sixty two against the Trailblazers. I
1: honestly didn't uh, see. I honestly didn't understand like what the Steph or the Steph Curry slander was about, and I just kind of saw it on Twitter. I was like, why? He's like one of the best. He's like a Hall of Famer. He's like one of the best players in the league right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I saw that. Yeah, and then I saw that, and um, I saw him drop 62 or whatever it was. 62 it was,
0: points on 31 shots. That yeah, is disgusting. that's
1: absurd. That's freaking gross. But, yeah, no, I I make that joke just because, like, I'm glad that we oh, have yeah. Seth Curry. And, oh, like, of course. Seth Curry and,
0: is – we robbed the Mavericks to get Seth Curry. We, oh, oh, my gosh. We, Daryl Morey took their GM out behind the Denny's and mugged him. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you could, that, uh, you could say that. You could say that Daryl Morey fleeced them. Yeah, Daryl Morey low key fleeced them. You could say that because <laughs> that is that is the correct word in that context. It is indeed,
0: um, and it makes me very happy to hear it used in such a manner.
1: <laughs> yeah, i i will I will give you a a little bit of a negative thing with the Sixers. Well, please, you can probably, you can I probably need, see you're here to keep
0: going. me grounded.
1: Yeah, that's totally what I'm here to do. And I'm gonna tell And do I already right know now. exactly
0: what you're gonna say, and I'm excited you for you know, to say
1: it. You know, you know exactly what I'm gonna say. I hate Ben Simmons still to this day. <laughs> um I I cannot stand someone going 50% when in terms of shooting a layup. Um I uh I just I have seen no improvements in his game. His defense, phenomenal. Couldn't be happier yeah. with his defense so far. Uh, which I guess tips the plus uh, the plus minus scale to the positive side. Um, but I just – I, I can't get over the fact that we still have a point guard who runs down the court coast to coast and breaks a layup. Mm-hmm. Like you're 6'10". You're already at the hoop pretty much, eye level. All you have to yeah. do is do a little hop, hop, skip, and a jump, and you're neck over the freaking rim.
0: Yeah. And so that, the it, thing. I agree with yeah. you there. I agree with you there with, yeah. with the Ben Simmons, not because it's not Ben Simmons slander. It's just Ben Simmons observations. You're making mm-hmm. a very astute observation because Ben, he does so many things well, but the things that seem like they should be the most obvious free throw shooting, jump shooting, and finishing at the rim at six foot 10, moving at the speed that he moves at, he should be able to just get to the rack and put the ball in the cup. It should be that yeah. easy for him. And it's not Ben Simmons is such an interesting player because I firmly believe he is integral to the Sixers team's mm-hmm. success. I think he is a key piece because he is so good at defense, great passer. He can facilitate in ways that a lot of other guys, especially at his size in the league can't. So I think that's really important, but at the same time, he pisses me off to no end. Yeah. when he misses those easy layups. Yeah. I mean and I mean Ben Simmons made a three. Oh shit we haven't even we that happened before this yeah. episode, but after the mm-hmm. last one Ben Simmons hit a three pointer open corner yeah. three. He's been pulling up a little bit from inside the elbow not yep. exactly as far away as I'd like and not exactly the best shot selection a lot of turnaround jumpers, which you when the shoot bank him is him open shoot yeah and it goes in it's beautiful. but hey I'm uh-huh. okay with him shooting to shoot. But at the same yeah. time, there are times when he's open behind the three-point line that he chooses not to, and then times when he's covered, foul yep. line in, where he does an odd turnaround jumper, and I just don't get it. But yeah. Ben Simmons right now, I'm loving what I'm seeing in terms of how he's contributing to the team, Not, yeah. but not so much from him as an individual.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, one thing that you brought up a little, a little earlier that I forgot to mention was the free throws. Somebody who drives to the rack as much as him – um, should should get better at free throws, and I haven't seen mm-hmm. that either this year. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna be a guy who goes coast to coast at the speed that he does, and go to the rack and not finish, but still get fouled. I mean, we need those two points. Like you, you have to make free throws. Our, our center has the best free throw percentage on the team right now. I'm pretty sure, Joel Embiid. Yeah, um, I, yeah, yeah. Well, I I get all that, but I I need a guy who's gonna miss 50% of his layups due to fouls or whatever, which is ridiculous because he's huge. Um, but I, you, you got to make the free throws. And that's something True. that can easily be worked on easily. That's one of the most, mm-hmm. it's, it, it's, that is something in your control is free throw mm-hmm. shooting. Maybe maybe not so much like the shooting, like, in, like during the game and stuff, like that's kind of skill level and whatnot. But free throws are the most controllable thing in the world. That's just practice. Mm-hmm. And it's laziness. Honestly. Like when I was a kid,
0: playing basketball obviously i didn't play organized basketball past middle school and i didn't even make the team at middle school i was intramural Oh,
1: right i'm sorry man uh,
0: hey dude I, I tried out once in sixth grade and I, it was just yeah. like my body was just so just not proportional in any way and i just didn't yeah. know what to do and i was like yeah fuck it i don't feel like doing this so yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you know i enjoy the intramural basketball but my dad from you know from when i started playing until i stopped playing he would have me always shoot free throws before we'd shoot hoops together and after mm-hmm. because that he's like that he's like you have to make them and he instilled that in me at a young age and i don't see how ben simmons father and a professional basketball player ben simmons grew up in australia because his dad was a pro baller in australia mm-hmm. uh, he's not going to teach his son how to fucking shoot a free throw it's just like i'm just i, 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 I doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Sure. But but Ben is playing in the role that we need him to play and he's doing mm. it well as yep. frustrating as some of his individual
1: performances can be. No doubt. Yeah. So another guy that I just want to bring up real quick while we're on the topic of the 76ers, uh Tyrese Maxey. Yeah. Dude. I I mean, how can you not bring him up? I think he's if he gets one, I think he needs more minutes. Uh, he's at, I think he's averaging uh, fifteen, almost uh, almost sixteen minutes a game. I'd like to, I'd like to get him some more minutes. Maybe move him up a couple spots on the bench. Just, I just, he's just, he looks so smooth out there. You know, I mean, he he's is not so smooth. He's uh, so he's averaging right now uh, six six point three points a game in fifteen minutes, which isn't. I mean, it's it's fine. I yeah, mean, he's coming off the bench and he's doing off his job. <laughs>
0: yeah, man, Tyrese Maxey is. He's, he's great. I remember Ala so and funny. Zoo were talking about him in mm-hmm. the last uh, uh, game against the, the Charlotte Hornets, formerly the Bobcats, which is hilarious. But yeah. against the Hornets, when he got a steal and then just gets to the rack, they're like, you know, you're a kid, you're a rookie, you're out here playing in the big leagues, you're going at the rack full speed. It's hard to stay in control. But Tyrese Maxey is always in control of yeah. his body. Unlike... Me, in middle school, I was I had no control over my body, <laughs> and I still don't. And with that being uh, said, <laughs> uh, so we can just quickly forget about it, we have a caller in the waiting room. It's our last caller of the evening. Ladies and gentlemen, Owen from the Midwest. He's been hanging on patiently while we chat, Sixers. Owen, cool. buddy, how's it going?
1: Pretty good. How about you?
0: I can't complain.
1: Nah, Life yeah. is
0: good. Pissed off some Giants fans this weekend. Yeah, Everything was great. <laughs> That was up daisies. There, have
1: either of you guys been to New York? Have huh? Have I been to New York like in my lifetime? Yeah, in your lifetime, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, times that's, can't go again. So that's your only chance. I don't. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I see no reason to go back to New York other than I have a buddy that lives up there. But that's that's it. I'm not gonna walk in. I'm not gonna walk into Brooklyn with a uh, freaking Eagles jersey on if that's what you're asking. Like, that's, yo, <laughs> yo, catch me in Harlem <laughs> with a, with a Nate Sudfeld jersey. <laughs> <laughs> just, smoke, just smoking a black and
0: mild just hanging out <laughs> that's oh, a good look man. yeah it is i mean <laughs> oh, man oh what's on your mind buddy what's got you going on Are you excited for the playoffs
1: oh yeah i mean yeah i've got a really we've got a really big game next week oh wait oh no we don't
0: oh <laughs> cuz you have a bye oh you have packers. A bye. Yes, the
1: packers yeah the mm-hmm. packers yeah no that's uh that's good for you guys. I didn't expect them to make the playoffs this year. No, no question about it. I think that. Uh, I think that. I think the worst part about the worst part about this whole Giants thing is that they expected to make the playoffs at a six and ten record, and they expected. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's, seen, that's like Giants fans. You really can't be mad. Like, win more games. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah. I was talking about this last night. Of like, um, one of my friends, he's a Packers fan as well, and he's like, Mike McCarthy should have been fired. Yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> All right. up, man. Talk to you later.
0: All right. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, I just totally lied to you. We have one more caller. We have <laughs> Bob from Westchester. Big time Bert, as you know him. Just got back from vacation. Got a little son. Bob, what's going on, buddy?
4: <laughs> Nothing much, man. All right. So real quick, because I know you're on a time crunch. Um, Doug's performance I agree with the point of going moving up in the draft, but if you want to keep the locker room when you're already do, like, doing a bad job with that, not the right move, not the right time.
0: Yeah, I, I understand the, the locker room argument there because the players, mm-hmm. like Miles Sanders, Kayvon mm-hmm. Wallace, who I don't really care what Kayvon Wallace says. But Miles like,
4: Sanders is a big yeah, one.
0: But, yeah, when, when you're st- – and that probably also was born out of frustration for not getting the fucking ball all season yeah. long but yeah he, when miles sanders is saying something that one of the best players on the offense that doug is really in charge of he hasn't like no control over the defense at all nor should he uh just uh, fine by me but yeah when miles comes out and says that it's, it's not good it, it just th- there was no tact to it like there was nothing mm. it was just like oh yeah fuck you we're yanking
4: out jalen so yep. yeah it was interesting but yeah and no and you know what and Hearing this in, already in the off season because now it's like, a, I guess, officially the off season for the birds, you don't ever want to hear any word from the locker room. So, when you start no. hearing chirping from the locker room, that is the biggest red flag you could get like, that there's leaks, there's blood, like, there's a cancer going on. That's the mm-hmm. telltale sign
0: of that. So, and his name is Alshon Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Alshon Hi. Jeffrey's the leak, always has been. All right. it, it was Wentz. <laughs>
4: Wentz was the leak. Wentz has actually been the leak this whole time.
1: No, Wentz, don't Wentz say is, it.
4: Wentz, 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 Wentz is the puppet master. He's pulling the strings. He's telling. Don't who you dare who say, say that.
1: I can't. I don't want to. I don't want to think about that.
4: <laughs> oh, Bob! Not while he's Bye. hanging
1: up behind me. Bob, thanks for calling it, buddy. <laughs> You're the man. You no
4: problem.
1: You're the Bye. man, Bob. Thanks. Man. Happy New Year.
4: Happy New Year.
0: All right.
1: And glad we got, it, I'm glad we got him in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad we, we were able to squeeze in Bob. I'm glad he, he, he called it. He joined the meeting right at eight 30, right at the cutoff. And i am yeah, pleased he with did. that. So, uh, I mean, I'm not good on the Sixers, but I'm ready to move on.
1: Yeah, that's fine. I have time. a little bit. I have a little bit to talk about the Phillies. If you want to dive into that. Yeah. Just before we, before we cut it off. Um, I can't believe that I haven't, I don't, I, I might, I might've mentioned this before. Um, but the, the Phillies did hire a, actually a new GM um, to uh, to work for Dave Dombrowski pretty much so he'll be answering to uh, to Sam Fold or I'm sorry to uh, Dave Dombrowski his name is Sam Fold um, I actually had the opportunity to talk with uh, Mr Fold um, over the uh, the quarantine break my college coach Craig Hansen, um, put together a uh, a little um, like career career day type thing on over zoom for us just to uh you know just keep us keep us all together so um sam Fold played baseball at stanford while my college my current college coach was coaching over there so um and then he he got draft sam Fold got drafted and he went through the uh through the uh through the pipeline and whatnot and ended up becoming a uh a player's uh player evaluator for the philadelphia phillies and then just got promoted to gm uh, which is which is really cool so i had the opportunity to talk to him a while back about you know what he was seeing it was right it was right before the season was about to start um like the actual season was about yeah. to start um and i i got some great i i got some great vibes from him he's was, he's was a great he's a great guy um he, uh, I, I wrote him an email, and um, he's just he's he's great. So I'm glad that I'm glad that they have a level-headed guy um, answering to um, the president of baseball operations, which yeah. is Dave Dombrowski. So that's it. Um, no, no, really, news on any new signings or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the baseball offseason,
0: a notoriously slow one.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just I don't know. I, I, I have all the faith in the world that Dombrowski is gonna, you know. Fix most of fix most of the problems, if not all of them, um, because thus far he signed two two power arms uh, for our bullpen. So I'm I'm excited about that. Yeah, I have I'm I'm starting to gain some more confidence that they will sign back JT Realmuto just because I've seen how level headed Dombrowski is thus far.
0: Yeah, you'd um, just be a fool not to to let go of the best catcher in baseball.
1: Exactly, as our social
0: really media care. accounts call him every game, <laughs> every yeah.
1: game we play. Yeah. but it's, it's a hashtag. B-I-B. Yeah, yep, hashtag UCIB. Yeah, so Ridiculous. I think I I think that they will. I I maybe I'm just optimistic because I want the season to start. Uh, but I, I I think that it's you going. want JT. You'd be exactly. a fool not
0: to want JT. He's a great ball player.
1: And if he uh, if he does sign somewhere else, it's going to be somewhere in the division. I'm pretty sure it's going to be oh, either with the uh, with the Nationals. Um, actually, I think the Mets have moved away. They signed yeah. McCann. They signed McCann. Uh, so. Um, but the yankees yankees are in the conversation i don't see him going to the yankees i see him going to the nats though so we'll see
0: yeah i see him pulling that's- a reverse bryce mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: that could suck that could potentially suck.
0: that could potentially really blow for us yeah. if he ends up he can could, he
1: could make the philly killers list automatically
0: back to the marlins <laughs> him and Sixto working together
1: mm-hmm. that, would be, that would be that would be uh that's nightmare water. fuel I don't even what's nightmare fuel. That's really Christ. it. That's really all I got for the Phillies. I'm excited for the season to start. Um, I think we just need to just. I, it's moving along slowly but surely right now. I, I have mm-hmm. all the faith in the world in Dombrowski.
0: I do too, for, based on mostly what you've told me about him. But also, you know, I try to inform myself as little yeah. as possible. No, as much as possible yeah. when it comes to the Phillies. And uh, yeah, to do Dombrowski. I mean, that's a real. That's a real signing. He really is, in many ways, the Daryl Morey of MLB. Built yeah. some really great teams, but could did de- no no way. He won a title with the Red Sox. He so won a title he's, with he's the Red even Sox. Even better, it's literally an even better hire than Daryl Morey. And Daryl Morey yeah. was a great
1: fucking hire. So yeah, I can. It's I can not clearly it's appreciate like, that. Yeah, like we said before, it's not happening as quickly as Daryl Morey did it, but it's just also a totally different sport, and you have yeah to,
0: you have to different just, sport, different kind of yeah. you know just the, the offseason structured in a different way. Yeah, it's a different the process. Whole thing. Yeah. So totally I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Honestly, I'm not going to tell you that I miss baseball, but I do miss the John Boy media breakdowns of baseball. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> I believe he just got married. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's awesome. I saw,
1: dude. I saw it on the Twitter. Yeah. I saw pimp. it on Twitter. Play a pimp. <laughs> yeah. <It's the laughs> I love pimp pimp things.
0: Getting married. Dude, his lip reading is fucking incredible. It's actually it doesn't make phenomenal. Any sense. doesn't make any sense. But, you know, enough of the free air time. All right, so Sam, anything uh left to say about the Phillies? I feel like we're pretty...
1: No, just no? sign JT. That's it.
0: Yeah, sign JT. Hashtag BCIB. All right, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning into the Wolves of Broad Street podcast. It means the world to us, especially during these ridiculous times in the world of Philadelphia sports.
1: Sam... Hit them with the send off. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening to the show. It's a big, big shout out to our callers. Our Those numbers are going up every, every episode. We're getting more and more callers. We're going to have to, we have to figure out something with, uh, we have to figure something out because it's getting a little overbearing, but we will, we will never <laughs> deny, we will never deny a caller. Uh, so thank you very much for that support. Um, in that respect, uh, make sure you check us out on Instagram, Twitter at wolves abroad ST same handle for both social media pages. Finally, big shout-out to Alex Conway, Ryan's sister, for doing the social media things. Seamus G, close us down, buddy.